CrossPolitik begins in three, two, one. Stop a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation returned in humble submission to his lordship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little women every year. I didn't start it. Sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right, when the spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered. You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all. Welcome to Cross Politic. And for us today, it's Happy Cinco de Mayo Day. Mm. Yeah, man. No, no, no. <laughs> is, that the, is that the wrong accent? Gun it, Gabe. <laughs> he went Jamaican on us Dude, again. again. Ah, that's, that's my only uh. accent. <laughs> oh man, I was I was but, talking to. But you did, um, you was, did bring us some drinks. I did. We got we got Corona because it's a happy Cinco de Mayo day. I was talking to my oh, my. Um, you guys know Ralph. We're just going to offend all of our Mexican. He's, brothers he's my right authentic now. Mexican brother here in town, <laughs> and he is telling me because um, I I do a lead a downtown Bible study and he participates in it and he was he was telling me that the that Cinco de Mayo started. Um, because uh, there's a war that, um, uh, a battle, not a war. So a lot of us celebrate it thinking it's uh, Independence Day for Mexico. Right. It's not. not. That's no. not true. Correct. And it was actually just a celebration of a war where the Mexicans, the French were reigning or ruling in, in Mexico, and the Mexicans defeated the French in a battle. Okay. And then um, the Americans started celebrating that. And that's how Cinco de Mayo started. <laughs> so apparently, the, uh, oh. the Americans will Once celebrate again. any sort of victory where we beat, beat the up French. the French yeah. <laughs> and, and get to drink beer. And get to drink beer. Yeah. And so now Mexico celebrates it because we celebrated. Oh, that was good. That, that was good. Yeah. There's, right, a yeah. There's a party. There's a party. We'll pull out the cerveza. Yeah. I'll drink to that. Yeah, that's great. So and we, and we got a, we got a guest here with us, uh, Dan Foreman, Senator Senator Dan, Dan Foreman. Foreman. Hi guys. He's yeah. he's in our fifth district here in in our Laytaw and Benoit County. So right. thank you for joining no. us. Yeah, no, thanks. No, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming into the studio. Yeah. Uh, did uh, did you guys tell him we're Christians? We did. Oh, okay. So I went out on a limb and took a wild guess. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. The hey, opening kind of gave it away, right? Hey, yeah. Yeah. We're Facebook friends. So, does he know he's going to get in lots of trouble for being on here? Probably. Uh, Probably. We didn't tell right. you that. I, I, I had to hide that from you. I don't, I don't worry about getting into trouble. I'm in enough trouble now. This, so <laughs> we can't, we can't make it, it any worse? No. Dan, welcome, Dan. Thank you, sir. Mr. Senator. Back to the Cinco de Mayo thing. You know, my wife's 100% Mexican. There you go. And last night we were standing in the kitchen. She was going, oh, all right, Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Mayo. And I said, do you even know what that stands for? <laughs> and I said, I think it's just an excuse to go drink beer and uh, get a little tipsy. And she said, oh, shut up. <laughs> but she didn't know. I, yeah, I don't yeah. think too many people know. But if you even pop a cold one, hey, you know. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> Well, your reason to drink. well, yeah, and of course, Americans, we don't even know. We we maybe think it's Mexican Independence Day, which it's not. Well, we barely know what the 4th of July is, yeah. you know, yeah, why we're doing true. that, let, right. so, let alone right. Cinco de Mayo. That's right. That's right. You know. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but Gabe, you gave me a packet of salt. 
Yes. Yes. What I don't. I've never so you had. Just, you just take the salt and you put it in your Corona, and it. I mean, it changes it, man. I'm telling you. Serious? Yeah, I'm serious. You want, you want I've, the salt? I've never heard of that before. It's good. You got to do we, it. We've always done limes. Yeah, lime. So lime yeah. and salt is really the the way to go. But oh. I because I bought but this you, beer at a gas station, they didn't have any limes. You, you, you went cheap on me. <laughs> they didn't have a produce section <laughs> well, at the gas station. I'm gonna try it. I'm yeah, try it. It's really but, good. So uh, so I got some I got some cross politic news. Did hey, anything guys. happen? Yeah, yeah, a lot, lots happened this last oh, week. Oh man, did stuff um, happen? The first, the first thing I wanted to bring up, which is Trump is changing the world. We'll, we'll probably he's our savior. <laughs> we'll probably um, come up actually later on the show after we kind of get into more Dan Foreman here. Um, but uh, let me let me play this little clip for you guys first. This financial threat against the faith community is over. Mm, no one you. should be censoring sermons or targeting pastors. <sighs> Under the federal tax code, the Johnson Amendment says the IRS can investigate churches and they can potentially lose tax-exempt status if they engage in politics. Trump's executive order intends to weaken that law, but only Congress can repeal it. All right, we'll stop. Hallelujah, right Trump. There. Well, look, uh, is that so? So what? that happened um, on the on uh, the fourth on Thursday. Okay, I think that was the um, Religious Freedom Day. Celebration of Religious Freedom Day, which was, was May the Fourth. Okay. I think it was on May the Fourth. Be with you. I, I thought that was Star Wars Day. Uh huh. Apparently, they're they're the same. So, <laughs> so in celebration, or is it National Prayer Day? I think it was National Prayer. There we go. I think it was National Day of Prayer. This has been a busy week for me. I've been able to stay, <laughs> stay on top of every day of the week. So, and uh, and part of celebration for National Prayer Day, Trump signed an executive order that really didn't do much. It didn't do much. It as she as the reporter on CNN said, she, it kind of weakened it, but more it just kind of um exposed the bill and said now the IRS doesn't have to do anything. They have the option to do something or not. Um which is still kind of goofy because the IRS has never used the Johnson amendment at all yet. Senator, I want to know kind of what your position is on this and kind of what you think that is it helping us that he passed this bill, or is it kind of just saying that? Is it just highlighting really, it? Really, it doesn't matter that we have someone in power. Is this bill only effective depending on who's leading the regime? Yeah, I haven't read the bill, but from what I've heard, I think it helps because it focuses public attention on an area that, that needs some work. <clears throat> you know, when I was uh, bringing my anti-abortion legislation to the forefront down in Boise, there was a grand total of zero churches that stood up. No, wow. I didn't get a single what? phone call, a text, a tweet, an email, a letter. Hey, hey, you got nothing. one for me? I messaged you on Facebook. Of course, well, right. I'm, yeah, I'm a deacon at my church, so right. But I... No, no, and and and, and, and there was a, a Christian fellowship in Coeur d'Alene that that that's done a lot to help. But I mean, the large, established, mm-hmm. generally speaking, usually yeah. very no. vocal churches weren't there. Nary a peep. And, and that kind of surprised me. And then you know, some of the other senators said, "Well, don't be surprised about that because." They don't want to run afoul of the IRS. They don't want to jump into a contentious, I guess, political issue. I think it's a moral issue, but, you know, we have laws surrounding it, so it's a political issue. And and they just stayed away from it. Mm, now, wow. privately, they probably were cheering me on. And supporting you, right? Yeah. And, and same thing with pro-life groups. There weren't any in the Boise area that supported the legislation. One oh. approached me and said, we want you to kill the bill yeah well, what right yeah they well, said was that idaho right to life well i'd have to look in my notes here uh there were mm-hmm. there were two 
groups there that were prominent. One didn't contact me at all, but I heard through the grapevine, and trust me, I have a good grapevine, <laughs> that, that they didn't like the bill because they said it was too aggressive. Yeah, right. And, what? and we'll, we'll get more to that later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get okay. more to that later. Right, Let's hold right. on to that. Yeah. But, uh, but, but back so, to the Johnson Amendment, because all that stuff that Dan's talking about, that's going to come in our next segment. Oh, man, there's a fire hydrant that's gonna, over that's there. Gonna, the people are going to listen to our next, next segment now because they got to wait around. So you're hoping that what this him signing this bill brings attention to the fact that um, to the fact that churches can go ahead and be vocal without actually being assaulted by the IRS. Right. I, I think it needs to be looked at. Apparently, the bill's not perfect. It, it still leaves an option, as you were saying, for, for the IRS to, to go after the yeah. church or not. But it's better than where we were before because I think they've got uh, the churches cowed into just being silent for fear of, uh, you know, running into tax right. issues, losing their, their status. And, you know, what's what's the function uh, collectively of our churches? It, it's to talk to people. It's to put right. the word out. It's to keep people on the right path. Yeah. They shouldn't be silenced. What Amen. are we afraid of? Right. You know, yeah. really. Yeah. Who cares Absolutely. about taxes? Absolutely. Come, come on, preach, preach. I'm yeah. Give him, give him <laughs> his organ. Give we got to get his organ out. No, no, he's, he's starting to preach. <laughs> well, you know, when you're down there in the heat of battle and you're surrounded by people who are good, decent people, and the, and the senators I worked with, I have to compliment them. They're very accomplished uh, well-spoken, very friendly, uh, educated people, and I think they mean well. But they need mm. to stop being afraid of their bloody shadows. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. You know, when, when when a senator comes Ooh. up to me and says... <laughs> there comes the organ. <laughs> when, when they come up to me and say, you know, that was a bad bill. I'm glad you voted no on it. And I'll ask them, well, why did you vote yes? And they go, well, you know, it's just the way things are. Oh, I go, man. no, wow. I, I don't know the way things are. Well, right. actually, I do. Yeah. But, but <laughs> we, money. We, we need to money, stop right? that. Well, it's... Are they afraid of getting their funding pulled? I mean, they got no, sponsors, donors. You know, the overarching concern for politicians, and I'm not knocking these people. They're they're good, decent people, but and it's not uh, unique to Idaho. No, uh, no, it's not. Politics is politics, and your overarching concern usually as a politician is get reelected. Mm. And... To get reelected, you're not going to jump into contentious issues where you're going to alienate half of the voters and please the other half. They like to walk middle of the road. They like mm-hmm. to stay away from these hot button issues, especially issues that aren't going to be legislated. Dan, I knew there'd never be a bill that came out of this. Dan, mm-hmm. do you think that just on that particular point, on the point of like reelection and so on, I wonder if in reality it isn't if it wouldn't be the opposite. Whereas pe- mm. people who mm. actually step up and stand for something yeah. that is contentious would actually have the result of getting a lot more people excited because you have, so you have half and half maybe for and against, but you have to realize that in terms of actual voter turnout, I mean, it, voter turnouts, you know, what, you know, right. if you get 50% of, you know, that's like massive. Right. Um, and it's usually a lot less than that. But a lot of times I think it's because people are kind of like, well, a bunch of politicians are politicians what does it matter whereas if, if somebody actually stood up there and said no this is right this is wrong and i'm gonna fight every contentious battle along the way don't you think that would might have the long-term effect of actually getting a lot of people excited for a change yeah. this guy's not yeah. just your run-of-the-mill politician yeah well your theory is absolutely correct I'm, I'm living proof i'm not bragging i'm not saying i'm anybody special but i ran in an extremely split district mm-hmm. i was told Hundreds of times. You can't beat the incumbent. He's going for his fourth term. Moscow is liberal. 
You'll never carry Moscow. Don't talk about abortion. Don't talk about taxes. Don't talk about the public schools. Don't talk Mm. about welfare. And I said, no, I'm sick and tired of politicians running from the issues. I stuck to my platform, went against all of that advice, and I won. And I won by the standard one point whatever percent. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm you're awesome. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There's one thing about when you stand up and just plain speak the truth. Nothing fancy, just right. the truth. No. Even your opponents realize when you're speaking the truth. They yeah. can't run from it. They can't right. deny it. They might not like it, mm-hmm. but they know you're telling the truth and it resonates. Right. And that's what I'm trying to get these other legislators to do is to stand up, vote your conscience. If you know it's right, then do it. The, the, we have good people out there, mm-hmm. and and sometimes we sell them short. Mm. We think they want to hear the standard diatribe, the standard rhetoric about, oh, I'm going to lower your taxes, I'm going to give you everything you want, I'm going to give more right. money to the schools. And you know what? The majority of people, the hardcore Moscow liberal aside, the majority of the people don't want to hear that rhetoric. They right. want to hear the truth. Yeah, That's They want right. you to identify the issues and then fix them if you can. Well, And, and in some ways, I mean, Trump is kind of the big living proof of all this too. I mean, it's, it's sort of, I mean, I, I have pretty significant concerns and problems with Trump myself. I didn't actually vote for him, but he broke all the rules, right? Yeah. No, I'm not going to go to your debate. He completely refused to bow to the political gods. He made fun of Rosie O'Donnell. Right. Oh, like, he did, yeah. like did everything like the, the PR people say you're not supposed to do like, Trump just went down the list and just check, Managed check, check, his check, own check. Twitter account. Yeah, yeah. Right. he keeps tweeting his own things, and right. and he got elected. Yeah, and right. and so I mean that's just a living proof though of you don't have to go down and right. and kowtow to all the, the the what they they say you've got to do to get elected. No, you don't. Yeah, right. you know, I'm 63 years old and I've been in the people business my whole life. I was an Air Force officer for 30 years. I traveled around the globe so many times I can't remember, and, and it was a great learning experience. I was a police officer uh, for almost 12 years. I was a real estate broker, all people businesses. Right. And I have a good memory. I like to talk to people and I like to listen. And I remember the the more poignant things they have to say. Mm. And, you know, a lot of the advice you get as a politician is a bunch of baloney. Mm -hmm. It's the stereotypical, (laughs) oh, don't do this, don't do that. You'll never get elected. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) if we don't start standing up as a nation for the things we believe in. We might as well turn off the lights, close the doors, and go out of business. Man, we aren't even out of, we aren't even out of the news section yet. <laughs> this is, yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's great, Dan. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing I wanted uh, us just to, to talk about, and actually, Dan, I think, uh, you know, help us, help me here, because I haven't had time to research and figure all this out, but Trump Care and what's going on this last week with kind of yeah, the, whole, the whole repeal and replace... Um, so the the House voted uh, yesterday, was it, yes, to to, right. to repeal and replace Trump Care, uh, Obamacare. And, uh, well, um, it's it's Trump's now. It doesn't matter either way. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, this goes yeah. down. It's Trump Care. So if right. it was Obamacare. Even if it stays, it's gonna be Trump Care, right? Okay, I got you. Um, and so they they voted. So the House did, not the Senate yet. The Senate has the Senate. So now it's going to Senate. It's going to Senate. Right, it's going okay. to the Senate. And but what the- it looks like Senate's gonna do. Thanks. What it looks like Senate's going to do is that they are going to probably rewrite or start from scratch. So they don't even like what the House passed is what it right. looks like. Okay. Um, now, what's, 
what's um if you know some of the details or just some of the overarching um uh from what i've read so far it still hasn't been that exciting what the what the house has even put forward in yeah i uh, place. i haven't seen the bill i haven't read it yeah and i learned right away like on day one down at the senate um you need to read the bill i had people <laughs> coming to me all the time complaining about a bill and i'd say ma'am or sir uh, the bill doesn't do what you're upset about in fact it does the opposite and yeah. go, really i say have you read it and they go no well that's step one. So I will well, read this. It, it which, probably... which a number of Republicans admitted in the House that they haven't had time to read the yeah. bill, which is so crazy because remember a lot of Republicans were complaining when Obamacare got passed that right. they didn't get a chance to read it. Right. Right. Yeah. We got to, we got to, what did yeah, they the, say? Like pass it. And then yeah. Read that it? was a Nancy yeah. Pelosi After quote, we pass uh, it, we need to read it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh? So uh, it's like ready, fire, aim. Exactly. Yes. It'll, it'll be read and discussed and debated in the Senate and they'll probably amend it and then it'll go back to the house and we'll come out with some final iteration. But from what I know, they repealed, replaced, but kept a bunch of what was in Obamacare. Now, exactly what they kept, I don't know. The bottom line with all of this, and I've given this little speech many, many times, it's about welfare. Um, Mm. You know, instead of finding ways to expand coverage, expand the system, which requires more and more money, and it's a downward, downward spiral once you get locked into it, You'll never pull out. And and at the bottom is financial ruin and poverty for people. Mm. Uh, what we need to do is recognize the real problem. We've been treating the symptoms nationally right. and locally. And the symptom is, well, look, we have all these people here who can't afford medical care. Yeah. And everybody gets concerned about it and everybody wants to throw money at it. What we should be asking ourselves is, why do we have men and women in the greatest state, Idaho, in the greatest nation on earth, the United States, that can't put food on the table, that yeah. can't pay their bills. We need to, number one, educate our people. Number two, help them find good jobs, and they will be able to take care of themselves. Our goal should be to shrink the welfare net. And a lot of good things happen when you shrink the welfare net. It means we're oriented towards getting people back on their feet, mm. whether it's Obamacare or any other type of aid. We need to get them back on their feet. We need to shrink the net. And when you shrink the net, there's more dollars there for the poor souls who really need Need it it. and can't help themselves. Elderly, sick people, whatever. Right now, we are throwing our dollars across such a wide spectrum of health care and other uh, entitlements that there's not enough money there to really do justice to people. So Hmm. we need to be getting people back on their feet. And you're going to do that by educating them and helping them get jobs shrink the welfare net, and provide a very good standard of living for the people who are unfortunate enough to have to be on welfare. Let me take us out real quick, because yeah, I yeah. just want to mention one thing as we're going out, that the bill does apparently defund Planned Parenthood. Good. Um, the bill uh, help, allows the states to opt out of Obamacare uh, and so forth um, on state-by-state basis and stuff. But anyways, those are just two things I wanted to mention. Oh, those are nice. I just yeah. don't think that we need to go broke doing those things. Yeah, absolutely. You know? No, sure. When we come back more with our Senator Dan Foreman here on Cross Politics. This is Cy Timbrinke with Answer Anyone Apologetics. In previous segments, we've gone over some of the difficulties with evidential arguments for the existence of God. Here's the question. Where do you hear evidences presented out in the world? In court. Who do you give evidence to in court? The judge or the judge and jury? If someone tells you that they don't believe in God and you try to convince them with evidence, who are you saying is the judge? Them. 
And who's on trial? God. We put the Lord of glory in the criminal's box and try to acquit him in the unbeliever's blasphemous courtroom. Now God has given us wonderful evidences for his existence. We can win that court case. We can acquit God. But who are we saying is the judge? The unbeliever. It makes no sense for the unbeliever to say that God must meet their burden of proof before they'll bow down and worship him. No. God has given everyone sufficient evidence of his existence so as to leave them without excuse, as it says in Romans chapter 1. When people become Christians, they don't go from unbelief to belief, but from suppressing the truth to professing it. Our apologetic presentation must be gospel-centered in the hope that God uses it to open blind eyes. For more apologetic answers, visit AnswerAnyone.com. Welcome back to Cross Politic. With us in the studio today is Senator Dan Foreman. This uh, segment is brought to you by Corona. With Happy s- Cinco tomorrow. Hey, with, man. With, uh, <laughs> no, with, a, with, no. a, with a little bit of salt in it. I saw it bubble up over there on you. Like- <laughs> well, yeah, well, earlier I, I put the salt in it and it, like, it was overflowing. It just, yep, that's yeah. what, you got to put your mouth on it when you do it. <laughs> so. yeah, kind of like that last segment. You got to yeah, chug it. It just overflowed. <laughs> it just kind of overflowed. So, um, wow. We were talking before the show, but I just w- want to give our listeners a little bit of background on, on who you are, Dan. Um, you, you mentioned this the first segment you were in the you say Air Force? Right. I was for, uh, in for 30 years. 30 years. Wow. You Spent, were a lifer. Uh, yeah, I was. You know, I, uh, I went through ROTC, uh, Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois, and uh, was able to get commissioned a second lieutenant and went in and spent most of my career flying airplanes. Yeah. And it was great. We got to travel and you learn a lot. You know, you meet a lot of really neat people and and, and the best part about it is, is you get to leave America mm. and then kind of turn around and look at it over your shoulder and compare it to other countries. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, there's nothing out there that compares mm. with the USA. Yeah. A lot of yeah. good people. Sure. Great people, great countries. God bless them all. But when you come back to America, you have an overwhelming urge to kiss the ground. <laughs> and That's so true. I, if we had all day, I could give you about 10 million reasons yeah. why. And uh, Dan, you said you have, you're married and you have seven? Right. Seven, seven children. Oh, wow. Man. And how many grandchildren? 19 at last count. At last count. There you go. Yeah, yeah. that's that's fantastic. Yeah. And you were uh, a police officer for right. ten, 10 years, you said? Uh, almost 12, almost 11 t- and a half in yeah. Moscow. Yeah. A little bit of real estate. Yep, sold real Stuff estate well, and had well. our own business. And now you're a senator. Right. For our, what is this? Is it District 5. District. Five. District, District five. 5. Benoit County um, and Latah County. And you just got back from your first um, session. Right. Three months, is that what you said? Yeah, about three months. Okay, yeah. and, and so tell us about it. Well, it, <laughs> uh, it was interesting. It, it wasn't quite what I expected. I expected to walk into the hallowed halls of conservatism mm. uh, right. at oh. the Capitol building. Right, and this is and, Idaho. The Idaho. Walls of yeah, conservatism. it's Idaho. It's kind of a conservative state. <laughs> one of the most conservative states. And I, I walked in and met a lot of great people. And I want to preface my remarks. That this is just my my personal opinion. I'm not speaking for anybody else. And I did meet a lot of great senators and representatives. They are dedicated people. They're very well educated. And uh, I think they really all mean well. 
But when I walked into the hallowed halls, I found out it was the hallowed halls of Rhino Land. Mm. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> Republican in name only. Right. And that surprised me because this is Idaho and right. wow. it's not supposed to be that way, but it is right. that way. And I tell people that. And again, they're all good legislators. They, they mean well. Um, I think they just need to stop playing politics stop worrying quite so much about getting reelected. And I understand they, they, they want to be reelected. That's human nature. People like to be liked. Yeah, they like to be liked. They, they run from interpersonal controversy. They don't want to be uh, in the eye of the media if, if it's in relation to a contentious issue. Mm-hmm. Again, because it's politics. It's the yeah. land of politics. Yeah. And now, it gets in the way. Why, why did you get involved in politics in the first place? Why well, did I didn't. I didn't, and I did. I, I ran for sheriff here okay, and, and, and narrowly lost uh, that race. And uh, we have a good sheriff. Uh, the guy who won is, uh, is a good man, and I think he's doing a good job and more power to him. Yeah. Um, but we had a young man who was running. He was the nominee, uh, the Republican nominee for the Senate. The last minute he quit. So uh, Secretary of State gave the Republican Party up here in District 5 a couple of weeks to come up with a candidate choose kind of a choose a candidate. Yeah. And, yep. uh, I eventually got a phone call and they asked me if I would be interested in doing it. And I, and I thought, I thought it was a joke at first. You know? Sure. Yeah. Right. And you guys said, don't know who you're asking. Yeah. And it, <laughs> but they said, no, we're serious. Yeah. You just ran a good race. Your name is out there. People know who you are. Yeah. And you're not afraid to stand up and speak in front of a crowd and put the word out. You know how to campaign. And uh, so I said, okay, give me 24 hours to sleep on it and call the next day. And my wife and I had talked and we said, all right, we'll, we'll help. We'll do what we can. Yeah. And immediately the phone calls and, 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 and nasty emails were coming in. You'll never win. You'll never beat the Democrat. This is Moscow. We know you're a conservative, you know, all that kind of stuff. Was that coming in from like our own conservative camp or? No, it was, it was, well, there were a few people who rolled their eyes who were conservatives and sure. said, well, man, you're going to have a tough time beating this incumbent. Yeah. And, uh, but most of it came from the hardcore liberal contingent right. in Moscow. Uh, pretty nasty, yeah. pretty rude, uh, pretty vulgar at times. And, no, uh, really? oh, liberals. Yeah, yeah liberals. Oh. Yeah. Well, it sounds like they were, they felt, inclusive. They felt threatened though. <laughs> well, I mean, if, you know, I mean, if they're kind of. They're coming after you like that. I, I think they looked at the age of the, the young man who preceded me, the gentleman who quit, and they thought they were going to have an easy go yep. because he was so young. Yeah. Right. And then I came in and they went, okay, the game just changed. Got a little more serious. Now we yeah. got a yeah. 63-year-old guy who's been around the block yeah. and uh-huh. knows everybody around town. So yeah, it changed. And my wife and I, and she was with me every step of the way, we worked it very, very hard. We went to the heart of the enemy camp. We didn't campaign in conservative land. We campaigned in liberal land, which yeah. is Moscow. Yeah. And I actually, I think, drew quite a few votes away from the, the center of the road or slightly left yeah. camp. Yeah, had, like you had, had to. Say. Yeah. To win, you had to, right? And yeah. we won by the standard margin. It was like 330 votes, which is one point something percent. And that's yeah. the way it goes in District 5 because yeah. it's a split district. Right. Yeah. Wow. So so this last three months, it's it's you said you didn't run into the halls of conservatism. It was rhino land. Right. Um, can you give us some examples? I mean, especially just for our Idaho listeners, like what are some of the places where 
um, you were surprised at the lack of conservatism. Well, well I well, and you 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 came in with a splash. Well, I did. Right? My, you know, I was counseled again by many. In politics, if somebody's counseling, you're you're best to ignore the advice. <laughs> but, uh, right. They said, keep your eyes open and your ears open and your mouth shut, and just sit here and be a bump on the log. Your first. Just collect that shit. Yeah, just your welfare. Right. In other words, pass up the represent us well, Dan. Yeah, pass up the opportunity to do any of the things you said you were going to do. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that. I had a list of bills I wanted to to run, and at the top was the anti-abortion bill. So I I jumped in, made a splash with that. But to get back to your question about Rhino Land, um, what really surprised me was when the appropriations bills started coming through at the end of the session. Now. I know there's a process and it takes time, but it'd be nice if they could get those to us a little quicker. Everybody just wanted to vote yes. Huh. Don't rock the vote. Don't vote no, because then it, the bill has to go back. It has to be reworked, and we might have to stay here longer. And I don't know what the the overarching concern was there, but they just rubber stamp yes, yes, wow. yes, yes, yes. And and I voted no. Lots of times the vote was 34 to 1. I was the one dissenting vote wow. and everybody was cordial about it nobody ever beat me up about it but that's because you didn't win yeah well yeah <laughs> exactly um and again senators would comment well you know there was a lot of fat in that bill but i voted for it anyway i, I understand their concerns they, they that's the problem with our government it hasn't learned to live within its means because our people haven't learned to live within their means. Everybody wants wow. everything. They're, they're, they're choking on government pork, yeah, and it right. has to stop. Yeah. 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 So tell us about the anti-abortion bill yeah, that, you, that you brought up. Um, uh, can you describe what the bill, um, what it was, and, yeah, and, yeah, and how sure. did it go? It was, it was pretty simple. Um, I kind of modeled it after a petition that I tumbled two up in Coeur d'Alene and that petition is still out there somewhere I'm sure and uh, I made some changes to it I took it over to the legislative support office where they screen the laws and all the different things you need to know when you're putting a bill together and basically what it boiled down to was it said we're, we're going to leave the law the way it is because the laws in Idaho say uh, abortion is murder if if you kill an embryo or a fetus it's murder. If you do it deliberately with intent, it's first degree murder. Wow. And it's also aggravated battery. However, Idaho code provides an affirmative defense. It says these things are murder. We accept that in Idaho, but we're not going to prosecute you in the case of a legal abortion. Mm-hmm. Huh. So all I wanted to That's do That's what was, it says in the current yes, and, and statute. I, and I've got all those codes here with me, yeah. but um, so I just wanted to drop that part that provides the affirmative defense right, so just repeal that part yeah, of the policy that that was it now i took it to the attorney general's office uh for a review which i did with most of my bills a legal review and i talked to a deputy ag who was very cordial and very helpful and and he liked my bill but he said it's never going to fly legally because of casey versus planned parenthood and roe versus wade what, said, what's what's casey versus planned parenthood well, I think that, that was a 1992, okay. and uh, it it was similar to the Roe v. Wade. It mm. talked about the 14th Amendment and a woman's right to privacy, and it it kind of crystallized this thought that uh, a woman has a constitutional right to abortion to an abortion. Yeah. And uh, the deputy AG said, "You know, 
I like the bill, but the bill's going to get challenged and it's going to wind up in court. And I says, good. Yep. That's where we want to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not where the state wanted to go. Right. Um, no one wants to go to trial. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and they said, you know, we'd probably lose in, in district court, uh, federal district court, and then we'd wind up uh, appealing, it, or appealing it and might lose again. And, and then we could push for the U.S. Supreme Court, but they didn't They didn't want to go that, that route. And I knew they wouldn't. But what I wanted why, was— Well, why didn't, why didn't they want to go that route? Why do you think— they didn't want to go take this all the way to the Supreme Court. Because I know David, my black friend over here, would appreciate that well, if it was, was 1860. <laughs> well, yeah, that was going to ask the question is like, you know, when you say these are good guys, I just wonder, are their consciences seared to the point that they don't understand the moral issue that's behind this and mm-hmm. the, the reason to fight? Because someone comes and says, hey, you know, look, I know that these people are human beings, but slavery is just it's just what it is, man. And we'll lose this in court. Right. I, I, it'd just be good to know that somebody's fighting and not just giving up and before the fight even starts. Yeah, well, they, uh, unfortunately, they have a tendency, and I can give you other examples, of they put up the white flag before the first shots fired. Yeah. Mm. And they did this on another abortion issue, which hopefully we can talk about real quick. But, yeah, I but to back. answer your question, <clears throat> no, they're not ignorant of the moral issues or what's uh, operative here. They understand it full well. But they're numb. They've Mm. been numbed by society's response to this issue over the decades. Lots of good people. And you look at them and go, why don't you support this? And they go, hey, Senator, it's the law. Okay, but if the people don't like the law, they change the bloody law. That's the way our country works. We're not enslaved to the Supreme Court, to nine... Uh, lawyers wearing black robes right. if we if they do something that violates the state of idaho's constitution or moral conscience we have not only a moral obligation but a legal right to stand up and say no not in idaho mm. we're not gonna do this right and that's what i wanted to have happen i think we took a big step down that road and then there's always next session you know we can try something else maybe or maybe the same bill uh, we did get a lot of uh, media coverage, and that's good because people will start thinking. So, so what happened with your bill? I couldn't get it into committee for a hearing. Uh, <laughs> the committee chair was was a real gentleman about it. Now, these are people on your team, right? So these are yeah. people these are on, all Repu- these, are these, are, these are Republicans. Dominant Republicans. Who you're trying to get yeah. them to say, hey, yeah. guys, let's put forth this bill together as a unit right. so that we can vote on it. Get it inside of the get – it, get it heard, Right. right? Maybe mm-hmm. maybe even pass a law to save lives. Exactly. And you couldn't even get people on your team to say, hey, let's do it. Sadly, that is correct. Wow. I couldn't get a hearing, which means I couldn't get a bill number. If you don't get a bill number, it oh. doesn't go to debate on the floor. Or it doesn't go to debate in in committee, full committee, and then it never makes it to the floor so of how the can, Senate. So how come you can't even get a hearing in the first place? Like, what do they do? Do they have some sort of, they can just tell you, no, we aren't yeah, going to give you a the, hearing. Yeah, the committee chairman can tell you. No, it's guarded by one person. One person. So and we got to get you on the chair. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need to do there. Yeah. yeah, that'd be something. <laughs> um, that's a bottleneck in our system, and I've complained about it quite a bit. Uh, one person on a committee. There's nine folks on the committee, but the chairman can go, nah, we don't want to look at your bill. So it never sees a light of day. I say, let the nine people discuss it and vote on yeah. it. Ooh, ooh, question. Yeah. What's the name of the person on the chair? I was going to go there. Who's the chair? Uh... That, that didn't let this go through. Yeah, it was uh, Jeff Sidaway, but in his defense, 
I think he supported the bill and he gave me a chance. He says, you go to the other eight people on the committee and if you can get, I think it was either four or five of them to be even close to supporting, he says, I'll give you the hearing. So he was a gentleman about it. I think he wanted to do the hearing. I'm sorry, no offense, but that sounds cowardly to me. Well, yeah. yeah, I, I mean, just straight up. I'm sorry. If you're look, if take a stand, if, if this be, is a life be the issue. man. Yeah. If this is a life issue, right? And you can say, you know what? How about we make everybody else get on board? I remember gonna, gonna a little say, story. Going to say that to the to the little the next little baby that's yeah. going to get chopped up I, in Idaho. Well, I remember a little story in the Bible where there was these two different camps. <laughs> and there was this valley in between them, and you had all these afraid men on one side, and these was there a giant there on one side? A giant, right yeah. on this one side. Yeah, and there's this little boy coming to little see his te- brother, teenager. Yeah, yeah, teenage boy. He's like, hey, what's you know? what's going on? And 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 he goes out to this battle that nobody else wanted to fight by himself and kills the giant. Right, yeah. and because of that, made the army of God empowered to want to go and fight right right so you don't really need to get three or four eight guys to agree with you you just need somebody who fears the lord and is willing to say we're going to throw this first rock amen you know and so i mean that just sounds cowardly that's exactly what cowardly is to me yeah yeah it's not being that man and well and i I go back to yeah i mean i'm i'm with you i mean you like you're gonna tell the 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 little ones right these little ones who's having their having their lives snuffed out well, you know, if we can get four other guys, five we, other we guys. We just need just a little more consensus. And, this is, and yeah. we all just agree. A little more consensus. Here's the thing. We all agree. Right. We know that this is murder. We know that this is wrong. Like, right. we we actually agree to that. Did, did the other people on the committee agree with you that abortion is wrong? No. So they, they, I, I, found, oh, I, I, I found, too, that... Uh, wouldn't wouldn't agree. I, well, uh, no, point. I thought that would probably support it. I, okay. I'm telling you guys. Yeah. Um, wow, they're just yeah. people are numb to it. So Dan, you were talking about Idaho saying no, right? The the, right. the Supreme Court feds saying you got to allow this, and and Idaho saying no. Um, we've talked quite a bit on this show over the last number of months about the whole. Um, kind of nullification thing and and just states state sovereignty and states needing mm-hmm. to s- step up we talked to who do we talk to about the federal lands thing uh, that was russ fulcher russ yeah. russ fulcher we had, we had russ on about that. uh we, we talked to him ken devries too i think maybe ken devries oh, yeah. as well but but po- he russ was the one that pointed out to us that you know it's some gigantic portion of the idaho budget yeah that's right that's that's uh compensated by federal funds where they're sort of like you know they've taken all our land and they're like but you know we'll pay you for it and so there's a lot of fear that if Idaho says no, then the feds start, you know, pulling funding. Pulling yeah. Um, well, yeah, that brings up an interesting topic. We need to, and I've preached this from the rooftops down there in Boise, we need to wean ourselves off of the federal dollar because, mm. quite frankly, I don't want to use the word blackmailed, but, you know, that's what it boils down Absolutely. to. Absolutely. <laughs> well, well, whoever, whoever's paying the money gets the yeah, save, They right? go, here's your money, guys. Yeah. Uh, 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 before you take it, you have to agree to this and this yeah. and this yeah. and this. And Idaho, don't quote me on this, but I, they get roughly one-third of that's, their budget. That's what I think it is. Something yeah. like that's what I remember Russ wow. saying. Is, so is, huge, yeah. is the governor going to stand up to the feds and say, hey, you can't do that in Idaho? Well, 
you know, I don't think so. And I think he's got a lot of dollars and cents reasons why. I got, I got, an, I got another story about this but, about eating the king's meat. But Washington, <laughs> isn't, there <laughs> isn't there proverbs about that? Washington and and Colorado and these other states are saying we're going to smoke pot. Yep. Hey, we're going to be saying uh, what are that um, sanctuary sanctuary cities. sanctuary cities? Come on, I mean, people are doing it. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna let my blood kind of settle while we get ready to come back and talk. Don't to, don't don't let it settle. <laughs> no, don't let, all right, then I'm gonna be completely upset. More with our senator next on Cross Politics. For 21 years and counting, New St. Andrews College has sought to obey Christ's great commission to disciple nations and build him a house. Not just in Jerusalem, but throughout the world. Not with stones and mortar, but with living stones. We build and fight. This is the task of a Christian liberal arts college, to equip students with the tools to build and fight. And this is our joyful task as we seek to graduate leaders who shape culture through wise and victorious living. To learn more, check us out online at nsa.edu. What's up, everybody? I know you've been looking for something fresh, something new. Well, your search is over because you found the bar. That's right. Biblical and Reformed. Every Tuesday, we drop a new episode, whether it's me and my crew talking about theology, current events, or even a great interview. You can find us at any podcatcher. Just search Biblical and Reformed. Welcome to the bar. Canon Press is a publishing house located in Moscow, Idaho. Canon Press, we create and provide products that sketch a vision of the whole life, a whole culture, a life full of beauty, tradition, education, community, laughter, and celebration, unashamed of Christ, and sharply at odds with the values of modernity, a mature culture with the church at the center, living out the good life, one family at a time. We believe our book, audio, and visual selections reflect this exciting life that God has given us under the sun. As the wisest man said, go eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already accepted your works. Canonpress.com. Tell that story. Welcome back to Cross Politic. The Chocolate Knox. Mm. He's mad. Woo. He's mad. Like God don't work miracles. What's that you know story? What What's that story? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> He already so, finished the story in so, his own head. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? C- c- come on. I, I'm talking, look. The king's meat? Uh, well, yeah, the king's meat. The king's meat. So, Daniel. There's, there's this king. And his three friends? You know. Right? And he says, you know, I got this this thing I want you to do to bow down this statue for me. This, this statue. Oh, yeah, oh that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and and oh, they said no. They said no. Uh-uh. Oh, well, actually, there's two. There's two different. Se- yeah. Right. What? I'm so upset right now. I can't even get both of them out. I'm missing again. <laughs> Listen, but, but it's all the same it's point. All, it's all the same point. You've got these guys who are not in power. Preach it, Pastor. Who don't have power, right? Yep. They're, they're refugees. They, they've been dragged out of Jerusalem. They're servants. They're servants. servant you know, refugees. Maybe eunuchs, right? Uh-huh. Like they've been you mm. know, taken off into, into exile. Yep. Wow. And, and, Put in these positions of authority of somewhat, and and but they're powerless. They're the weak ones, and the king says, "Okay, this is the diet." Yep. And they say, "No, we can't eat that food, right? Idol food, right? Wasn't uh, it? Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah. And you know, they got the dietary restrictions that they got they got to place on the Jews. Sure, sure. But then you also got the big golden statue. Yep. Right. Bow down yep. to the statue, and no, we're not going to do it. Bow down to it. We're not going to do you it. You can't pray. Right. You can't pray. And Daniel just goes home, knowing the law, finds a window and prays. <laughs> yeah. Knowing the law, finds a public window. <laughs> hey, y'all, look what I'm doing. Exposed to the public square. Right. I'm know. talking to the living God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What you uh, said I couldn't do. Right. Yeah. But that it takes a kind... So faith requires a kind of defiance. 
Mm. Yes. Right. When, when, mm, if, yeah. if, if we're going to trust in the living God, when it comes to issues of, of what God says is right and wrong, then you have to defy those, what, is, what, what is wrong. Whatever authority yeah. says you may not do this or you must do this against the word of God, God's people have to say, no, absolutely not. And it's, and it's not that we don't understand this, the way that God works. We have story after story after story. Yeah, so, that's right. So, Gabriel, um, are you mad too? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. what, what, what do we need to do about this? So, well, so Dan's going to go back and you're going to reintroduce this? I'm planning on reintroducing the bill, and also I might uh, introduce some other bills that add to the requirements that must be completed before uh, a girl or woman has an abortion. Idaho has quite a few restrictions. We're one of the most restrictive states because you know what? Our state government really doesn't like abortions. In fact, we have an Idaho code that basically says— the state of Idaho prefers live birth over abortions, and it shall be the policy of the state to encourage that. That preference now, is so sweet. Yeah. Now, they're, they're, <laughs> nice they're, they're big yeah. on, on broadcasting that, but they're a right. little short on backing it up. Yeah. Right? And Wow. Yeah. So. But, but, but what can we do? I mean, is, so, I mean, do we need to haul in the, uh, the, the chair of this committee? Absolutely. I'd love to. We, I'd love to interview the, the chair of the well, committee. Well, I mean, we, uh, S- Senator, we, we have you there. I mean, you mm-hmm. know what's going to be effective ultimately. Um, what is it that we can do as people who have sent you there? What is it that we can do to support you and get things like this passed um, in Idaho? What, what's our best method as Christians? I mean, I'm sure praying for you is mm-hmm. one of them. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's important. A lot of people did that. And uh, you can feel it when people do. Amen. Because just about the time you're ready to go, you know, this isn't worth it. At least that's what you're thinking. Because if you're human, you're going to. That's the carnal thought. Yeah. 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 And and then someone will call and say, hey, God bless you for what you're doing. I'm I'm praying for you. You're doing the right thing. It's about time someone stood up. And then your whole day changes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Back to the fight. But here's what we can do we've been trying to win this battle in the legal courts. And in the legislatures. And we can't win it there because people are too Mm. scared. We need to fight the battle in the court of public opinion. Mm. We need to be large and in charge, loud and in their faces. We need to take a page out of the liberal playbook. We need to be everywhere at all times and we need to talk. Most people agree with what we're saying, but they're scared. They're not the type of folks that like to get out on a street corner with a sign and march up and down. Yeah. They're working, they're raising their kids, and that sort of activity to them is distasteful. But what we need to do is keep reaching out to them because we can overwhelm the opposition if we get the public energized. And that's what I tried to do with the media. Mm. The media is our best tool. If you say something controversial, they're going to be all over it. Yeah, if you have absolutely. senator after yeah. your name... You say something that's going to be debated back and forth. They're on it mm-hmm. like you wouldn't believe, and that's good. And in, the, and in credit to them, they were fair. I'm not aware of any of the media in Boise that said anything that was inaccurate. And mm-hmm. I told them right up front, my door's always open. Just if I say it, you can print it. Just be accurate. And when yeah. you start going inaccurate on me and ad-libbing, then the door closes. Yeah, and we're right. done. 
you know, because this is about informing the people. Well, because so. part of this is is they don't need to be inaccurate with you because being accurate with you is controversial. Right. They might exactly. Right. Right. Like, right. Yeah, we don't need to be inaccurate. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't was, even erode it this well. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was interviewed by a and you, you guys are absolutely right on the money with that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You should have seen the looks on their faces. The first interview I did, they asked me all these questions and they thought, well, here comes the double talk and the blah, blah, blah. equivocation yeah. Yeah, and yeah. the rational yeah. rationalizing. Nuancing. <laughs> and, I, and I just, I answered them. Yes, no, no, this is bunk. No, this is yeah. good. This is one. And they, they're, they almost burned up their notepads. <laughs> they, they, they thought they found I got five articles right here. They, they found an endangered species <laughs> yeah. for National Geographic. <laughs> I did a one hour Dan TV. Foreman on the front cover. A and E came. Yeah. No the way. Big network. Yeah. Did they really? They did a one hour interview with me. It was recorded wow. on, on wow. video. And, um. They were really nice. They were great guys. And I went through and they asked me all these questions and I just told them the truth. And when it was over, the, the gentleman who was directing the whole thing came over and he said, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. Man. Wow. Said, Way to go, Dan. You're a politician and you actually answered all the questions. Wow. wow. Now, what are your colleagues? Your colleagues see you getting some of this attention like Annie and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Did, um, does that em- did that embolden them to be like, hey, I can, I can stand up like Dan? No. Or does that? No. Some of them said I needed to kind of, you know, cool my jets, I guess would be a good way to put it because I might damage my career. And I promptly responded, (laughs) I've had two or three careers. Who's counting? This isn't supposed to be a career. This is a temporary opportunity to go do what's right and then leave and let the next person come in. It's not a career. And I told them all right up front, I don't care if I get reelected. What's the point of being reelected if you come back and do nothing, session after right, session? Amen. Use yeah. your time that's been given to you. Do the best you can and let the chips fall. You kind of need to start. That's a- it. We need to start asking people like election question. You know, you're running for office. Do you care if you get reelected? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> like you almost need to just like yeah. you know, like if you don't. I mean, because otherwise, if they care that much, they're going to sacrifice for like that's the yeah. god. But, yeah, but they right. say, but they say I don't care. Like right. I'm going to do what's right. And I don't care. Or, or you could even say, it's like, yeah, of course I care about getting reelected, but what's more important to me sure. is representing my people and my conscience in the state of Idaho. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, you, I mean, at some level, you, you want to get reelected because that's why you're there in the first place because you want to be a, you want yeah. to be an impact and influence. But, of I, but I think, but I think but, given the, the, the system, though, yeah. like that reelection God, yeah. is, is, I mean, that's really what it is. It's, it's, yeah. it's sort of, it's mm-hmm. kind of idolatry. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, um, I'm I'm preaching this Sunday on Luke 14 and and uh, it's the passage where Jesus says um if you come after me and you do not hate your father and your mother and your mm-hmm. wife and your children and your own life also you cannot be my disciple. Yeah. And you're like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 Jesus." That's strong. Right? No, you don't really mean hate, right? But What's he, the Greek say? He's speaking <laughs> Yeah, and it says, "Hey, I looked it up." But if you li- I mean in, in I mean, it still stings to say it like that. But if you think yeah. about living in, a, in an ancient Near Eastern culture, Eastern culture where these these systems of honor go deep and family honor yep. is deep, yep. and it's still this way in you know Muslim cultures today and Hindu cultures and so on. But if but if you do something that goes against your family, it is considered hatred. It's anathema, right? Yeah. And, and you and yeah. and sometimes, yeah, you're risking you know inheritance. You're yep. risking life. All of these things. And Jesus knew that that's what it would require. And in some ways, kind of like you know, the political system is kind of our system of honor, or you know, maybe celebrities, or I mean, there's all the you know these 
massive multi-billion dollar systems. And it's like, you know, toe the party line, do not rock the boat. And if you go in and say, no, I'm going to rock the boat, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to hate, <laughs> you know, you're going you're to be hated. You're going to, yeah, yeah. And you're going to, you're, yeah. you're, you're going to bring the hate, you yeah. know? Yeah. And in that way, I think you got to say like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I'll tell you, um, uh, you just made me think of John, um, John, the end of John chapter four, you know, John is full of seven signs. Mm-hmm. Um, and each sign God, the way Jesus works in the gospels, he does so many miracles and uses so many different means and so many, you know, sometimes he's present. Sometimes he's not. Sometimes he uses, he spits in the saliva and makes mud out of his saliva and then rubs the guy's eyes and, and yeah. performs a miracle. And, but each sign is just pointing to something far greater, um, than, than what is actually physically happening in that moment. Sure. And John, John chapter four and the end of John chapter four is the second sign in, in the gospel of John where the nobleman comes to him and he says, Hey, my, my son's sick. Right. And Jesus says, um, you know, why are you coming here? Are you seeking a sign? All, all you care about is a sign. And the nobleman, the way he responds, he doesn't even acknowledge that Jesus was kind of poking at him. Yeah. And the noble says, noble, it's like he, the nobleman responds and says, no, I'm serious. My son's sick. Yeah. Please heal him. And Jesus says, go your way. Your son lives. Yeah. And that's a, I think just a powerful example of Jesus is not even present with his son. And it's about believing Jesus and believing his word and obeying him. And Jesus works in our lives. Right. Right. That's, that's the sign. Right. It's and, belief. And, and this is what, this is what Dan, Dan is like, go down, go down to Boise, knowing Jesus's word in your life and knowing what the Bible mm-hmm. says and believe it. Yeah, and and pe- we have yeah, all these conservative people got, people got to be yeah, willing to, yeah, got to right. be willing to just, just do what's right. Right. And to say, well, this, you know, this is what Be- God says. Believe God's word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And, and that's, and it's in that, that, that you're right. That I think that, that, that the glory of God is being displayed and people right. are drawn to it. And like, you know, you were saying earlier with the David and Goliath thing, like, you know, the army's all of a sudden like, Hey, we we can go fight these Philistines. Right. Um, one guy stood up, one teenager stood up, but, but it takes that kind of courage yeah. and faith. David, I'm chalk, man. I'm, you're frustrated, man. You're, you're just sitting there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, you know. After all these years, 200 years, you know, slavery and all, and the change of slavery, we still don't. We're, we're, you know, just disappointing to see that nothing's really changed. Yeah. These, you know, we haven't learned from the past. Yeah. Oh, ha- you're right. <laughs> you know, we haven't we haven't learned from man selling. Now we go from man selling to baby killing, and yeah. then no one says like, "Oh, you know what? This is wrong. I can see from history. This is bad." And you know what happens in this? If the good man stand up, the bad man leave. Yeah, you know, like that's just like <laughs> that's it's just, just how it goes. <laughs> it's just simple. So, so me you and know? David, we got to interview Ted Cruz when he's running for president. Oh, yeah, wow. okay. um, and we sat down. Um, oh, David, boy. David's the cameraman. I'm the interviewer, and Ted's the interviewee. <laughs> and we asked him the question. We asked Ted was we said um, 650,000 people died from uh, in the Civil War trying to free the slaves. Right. And, and given what we know then, and, and 50,000, 50 million babies dying from abortion, do we go to war over abortion? And we asked that to Ted Cruz. Yeah. How, do you, mm-hmm. how do you handle that, Ted? And, and Ted, um, you can see the interview, it's up on Facebook. At, and 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 Ted, um, I mean, you know, it's a tough question. Well, let me it's tell a you damn, about pastors. Yeah, which he had a good huh? point there. He had a good point there. But <laughs> no, 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 he didn't but, have a look. But it's a, but it's a damned if you either way because if you say no, we shouldn't have answer. gone to war over slavery. Can I finish the story? 
Let me tell you about chalk is fire. Let me, let me tell you about Corona, Gabe. Is that a good answer for you for no, you finishing the story? No, oh, okay. Not. Well, I didn't think it's so. it's a damned question either way because if you say that no, we shouldn't have gone to war over slavery, then you're saying well, we obviously shouldn't be going to war over abortion. But if we should have gone to war over slavery, then why shouldn't we go to war over abortion? Far more people has died. Yeah, right. Well, Fifty million babies have died. Yeah. I don't think we should go over war of abortion, and I don't think we should go over to war over slavery. That's the answer. Sure. Is the gospel deals with these cultural sins in major ways, and 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 people like you should be going down there and dealing with this problem um, because the word of God says. Yeah. And we don't turn um, depending on the situation, we don't turn it into a bloody war. Well, the cork is out of the bottle. The genie's out. There, there's an evil loose, not just in America and Idaho, but around the world. Sure. And it's it's changed its tactics. It uses greed. And our people are, I have to say, kind of greedy, mm. kind of self-centered. And it uses status quo, the, the numbing effect. People want what they want. Some women, a lot of women who have abortions, want convenience. They don't want to be bothered with an unplanned pregnancy. Right. And, and we've been numbed down to the point where we tolerate that. And accept it. And I'm, you know, I'm looking at your screen here with these guys shooting. <laughs> they're, they're shooting real bullets, and that's been done from day one of mankind. It doesn't work. Yeah. And and I'm a 30 year military guy and a cop, and I'm telling you that represents a failure of mankind. Oh. And I understand how we get you, to you that. You better say that. Wow. Yeah. But it represents the ultimate failure of mankind to do what what's right. And right. then we find ourselves doing forced into doing that. What we need to do is we need to shoot just like they're shooting, but we need to shoot truth bullets. For the mm. weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty yeah. through God Amen. to the pulling down of strongholds. The right? only weapon we have, and it's the most powerful weapon on earth is Amen. the truth. And we have a hard time believing it. We do, but we have we, a hard time believing its effectiveness. It It is yeah. effective. I can tell you as a police officer, I have changed people's minds by simply confronting them with the truth. Yeah. Quite often at first they don't want to hear it and then they resent it, but it sinks in. You can't run from the truth. Right. I don't care who you are, how yeah. smart you are yeah. or how not so smart you are. You can't run Man. from the truth. But our people have fallen into the trap of being silent. And if you're silent, the evil forces just keep rolling along. And that's what's been happening. In the if you absence stand of up, truth, you've got lies. Exactly. Yeah. The only thing necessary for evil to win is for good people to just stand there and do nothing. Yep. And we're real good these days at standing back and doing nothing. We don't want to speak out. We don't want to have fingers pointed at us. We don't want to be called names. Right. Well, folks, if we don't stand up, we're going to lose. So that's the choice we have. Yeah. Stand up and we'll win. It's right. already it's already been written. That's right. We can't lose. <laughs> Jump to the last page of the book. Amen, we can't Dan. lose. That's right. But people are still people and yeah. they're scared and they're looking for leadership. They need to hear the truth. They'll recognize it when yeah. they hear it. Yeah. And they need to hear it over and over and over till it sinks in. And that's where we're starting to stand up. I can tell you right now. People are being called to step on one side of the line it's or been the other. Drunk. The lines are being drawn yep. pretty clear. Yeah. There's yeah. no middle of the road. There's no I'm a moderate. You know, yeah. uh -uh. you're on this side or that's that right. side. That's, and right. that's what's happening with ordinary people. Yeah. When I campaigned, I can't tell you how many people told me the same thing. Mm -hmm. Unsolicited. 
I came to Idaho because the line's being drawn. I want to be on the good and decent side of the line. This is a good and decent state. I came here and I'm not really sure why. I don't have a job. I packed up and moved. I can't tell you how many people told me that. Wow. There's something going on because things are bad and there's a war coming and it's, it's, a, it's a moral war, spiritual war. Mm-hmm. You know, there's plenty mm-hmm. of those kinds of wars going, but those are distractions. That's right. Those take your mind off of the real topic. They take your eye off the target. Yep. Mm-hmm. Our, true, our true weapon, our true gift um, is ultimately that of reconciliation, right? That's what we've been given, the gospel of reconciliation. Yeah. How do we right. win against our enemy? We preach the gospel to them and ask the Holy Spirit to convert tell, their hearts. Tell the, tell the truth about Tell the truth sin. about it. Sin. That's tell right. the truth about Jesus. Tell the truth about his death and resurrection. Tell the truth about his lordship now. Amen. Tell the truth about his word. Um, that gives us light, that shows us how to live our lives, how to love our wives and our children and our grandchildren, how to build lives um, that are under God's blessing. Amen. That that truth is beautiful, and that truth is is being blessed by God as we embrace embrace it. Senator, before we leave, tell us how we can pray for you. Well, uh, just keep me in your thoughts and prayers. Uh, it, it does work. I mean, those who say it doesn't work, they're wrong. They don't know what they're talking about. They just haven't experienced it yet. Um, it, it takes a lot of energy and it takes, it takes confidence in what you believe in to go down and be effective as a, a representative or a senator. You know, I was asked halfway through the session by a very senior senator, well, what do you think about all of this now that you're here? And I said, here's what I think. I think you need to bring your sense of morality and justice with you because you mm. won't find it here. You're not supposed to find <laughs> oh, it here. Wow. You won't find it here. They're yeah. not going to provide you with that. Yeah. You have to bring it with you. So yeah. the best thing you guys can do is keep doing what you're doing, putting the word out, because it's so nice to get those supportive calls and letters where they say, hey, we know what you're fighting for. So keep we need to call you it. too. Call you from Absolutely. time to time. Say, hey, you're doing a great job. Send you an email. Absolutely. Keep fighting, brother. Yeah. All right. We'll do that. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And until next week, go fight, laugh, and feast. Thanks again, Senator. You bet. This is Cross Politics.